0: Welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, wife, mother of two, and homemaker. Come along with me as I share my love for simple living, growing in my allotment garden, diving into what it means to be an urban homesteader, and embracing life as a mother and homemaker. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Slow Living Collective podcast. Today's episode I am so excited about, so, so excited about. My friend Roseanne is coming on. She is from Home Ed Hopes on Instagram. I'm gonna leave all her links down in the notes below so you can check her out there anyway. But we are gonna be talking today about natural living and I am so excited. So I'm not gonna keep you any longer than necessary. Let's dive in to today's episode. Me and I'm really excited to dive into today's topic with you. So before we get started, um, and in case people don't know you, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone and who you are and what it is that you
1: do? Yeah, sure. So hello, I am Roseanne. As I introduced me, um. I am 33. I still feel like I'm 23, but I need to remember I'm definitely not anymore. Um, I currently live in rural Essex. I've lived here for 10 years, but I am shortly moving, crossing over into the Cambridgeshire border, which I'm really excited about. Um, I am a hairdresser by trade, actually, have been since I was about 15 and left school. Um, And then I swiftly moved on to education and I became a lecturer in a London College where I taught for about four or five years um, before I left there to start my own family. Um, And now I basically focus on home educating my children um, alongside working very part time in my hair salon Um, and running um, most recently just focusing on running home ed groups and home ed meetups locally
0: so yeah and we are one of the little people that come to your homemade meetups we have been really enjoying it we missed the last one though because we were sick
1: yeah no it's lovely yeah it's really nice to obviously meet you guys and connect with you via Instagram and now obviously yeah you attend the farm school which is just so great so I know
0: it's 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 always so mad isn't it like when you see someone in real life that you've seen on Instagram because you're like I think I saw like a I don't know like a meme or something once it's like you know like you know like that people's lives inside out from Instagram and it's like it's wild because I've never seen your feet <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> oh my god that's that's so true I always feel like someone over like socials or especially Instagram through my page I always feel if we spoke a bit I kind of know them well anyway by the time we meet and it just flows naturally anyway. So it's always so nice when you can finally put like a real face to the to the name and obviously meet the kids as well. It's always really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. So like for today we're gonna talk about um natural living and Mm -hmm. what it means to us. And like I'm I know it's something you're really into and it's something that I'm really into as well. And yeah I always find it like really interesting just to like connect with other people who like live a similar way because it's it's not necessarily the norm. I think more people are sort of coming round to it, but it's not necessarily mm. the norm. So when did you start to sort of migrate away from uh, away from like a quote unquote normal way of living and move towards living sort of more naturally?
1: Um, to be honest, it's it's been since my teenage years. It's just been like a a, a slow natural progression. Um, it all stemmed actually with 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 a sort of an unknown um, and unexplained kidney issue that I had as a well as a child, but that went on into my teenage years, and it was just undiagnosed for for so many years throughout all my teenage years and into my early twenties before um, I was finally diagnosed with endometriosis. Um, which is obviously a a gynae condition Um, and that went hand in hand with the kidney issues that I've been suffering with because I had the endo on my bladder and kidneys as well but um, I was just so poorly let down by not necessarily the NHS but by Western medicine and the prescribers that I was seeing and the consultants and the the so-called professionals that in the end by the time I had my diagnosis I sought an alternative route um and alternative therapies and alternative consultants who um kind of led me where I am today over sort of I suppose the last 16 years um yeah so it really has been a a journey (laughs) that's amazing
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's funny isn't it because like um I think often a lot of people come to it when they sort of feel like western medicine isn't isn't coming up with it and it's funny I had a conversation today with my mum about like so I have problems with like my pelvis because of breastfeeding it's just Mm -hmm. you know ongoing from because I'm still breastfeeding my son and Mm -hmm. like there are so many like little niggly things in my body like my pelvis being one of them I have like wonky liver function and it's ultimately all down to breastfeeding however nobody nobody seems to know anything about women's health and mm. I like, I only know that you know the wonky liver function and the dodgy pelvis is just because I've sort of done the research on it and it's like I have to, I've been, I had to go to the doctors obviously with my my liver stuff but it's like I'm like is it because of breastfeeding and then they're like hmm I don't think so and then I ended up seeing another doctor purely by chance because I got called to discuss my results and he was like oh yeah it's probably because you're breastfeeding then and I'm like well why did the other doctor not say so and yeah. it's I mean I suffer with health anxiety so all I need is like the inkling of thinking that there's something else wrong and I'm like mm. um, what so yeah I think women's health as well is just so it's mad I just think like especially with breastfeeding it's like people have been breastfeeding since the dawn of time how do we still not know about it
1: yeah definitely I just think sometimes the answer now with westernized medicine is just not treating the 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 root problem and just treating the symptoms which then lead to more illnesses or ailments and more symptoms that then we treat again with prescribed drugs or pharmaceuticals and we're never really getting to the the root cause which ultimately is is by doing that is what led to me being sort of 99.9% cured so I suppose now when anybody discusses any illnesses or disease in their body I just automatically like strip it right back and think I wonder what's actually causing that for you instead of oh here take xyz and you know you'll feel better because ultimately unless we're treating the root problem we're never going to feel better it's just impossible
0: yeah it's just it's just covering up covering up the problem isn't it
1: yeah it's just putting a plaster over something that actually is a lot deeper than than a skin graze you know
0: yeah it's like I was um many years ago briefly on the contraceptive pill and Mm. I just I started taking it and I was like oh my goodness I feel like rubbish like really down really depressed and so I called the doctor were like you know i just don't feel good on this and he was like would well, you want me to pre- prescribe you antidepressants and i was like no i mm. don't want you to not that obviously i've been on antidepressants for my um health anxiety and so obviously mm. nothing wrong with taking them if you need it but i was like this has literally come from starting the pill like yeah. Yeah. is there not yeah. something else we can do instead of being like well we'll continue to take the pill and now you've got to take antidepressants on top to deal with the side effects of the pill yeah in the end I was like I'm not having it and just was like you know we'll give up on that and do something else so yeah it's like you said it's
1: just that it's one thing after another I was the same as you I mean it started off with like painkillers then it was like prophylactic antibiotics for this kidney problem that didn't need uh, antibiotics it was inflammation and not infection so then to to fight the the antibiotics it was like constant like Oh, it was just one medication after the other sleeping tablets, antidepressants, muscle relaxants. And in the end, I mean, when do you stop? You know, when do you actually listen to your body and the fact that nothing's working because you're not, you're not actually getting to the root problem. Yeah, you know, There's obviously a place for, for pharma. There's a place for pharma medicine, 100%. But a lot of the time it's just so abused now that, that the body can't actually do what it's made to do, which ultimately is to show you the signs that you can then heal from in most in most ways uh, in a very natural way Um, but there's just not the the education out there there's just not the there's just not that that sort of health education it's just not found in any of our mainstream education to to know that there's other alternative therapies so unless sadly you've been let down like you have and I have and most people that I meet who seek this way of lifestyle have been we just people just don't know that there is another choice out there which is actually just so sad
0: yeah. And like you say, you know, there's there's a place for, you know, pharmaceuticals where it's necessary. But I think as well, like I think sometimes we just don't trust our, our bodies to know what mm-hmm. we need. And sometimes it's really simple. Like w- when we were unwell, when we had covid, we uh, I just honestly really craved like fresh fruit and yeah. so much yeah. so I was like well, I can't go out anywhere so like Amazon Fresh you need to bring me the best fruit <laughs> you've got. because it's like like my body was like literally craving it because it wanted to feel but what was this you know for me it was thankfully very mild and just a cold um and mm. but it was like you know that's what my body wanted it wanted you know fresh fruit and like as literally obsessed with it <laughs> um, yeah, and I think it, it goes hand in hand like obviously a healthy body
1: healthy mind so our our bodies will crave what our what our mind and our emotional state needs and desires as well so yeah completely when we're unwell we, we do need to listen to our body and what what it needs whether that's like you said f- fruit and veg and eating healthily or sleeping and resting and sunlight and anything that we really need to heal in the way that we're supposed to heal
0: Yeah. And there's, you know, a lot of these things as well that we can do, like you said, sunlight, you know, just being able to sort of like get out there and just absorb some vitamin D um absolutely incredible yeah. and incredible for our immunity as well I remember yeah. like you know during lockdowns and things being like do you know what we'd all be so much more healthier if we could actually leave our houses yeah yeah percent. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people would be so shocked if they
1: just had a most basic blood test to find out how deficient they were in vitamin d I think it's a like cause of a lot of illnesses as well yeah. um most definitely yeah 100% yeah.
0: When I was um, having some blood tests around like this liver function wonkiness last year, I had to have my vitamin D checked. And I mean, I know that I spend a lot of time outside and I'm lucky with the like our lifestyle that I do that, you know, like being at the allotment and just being out with the kids. But, you know, for a lot of people being at home and being behind a desk, like my husband, for example, he tries to, because he works at home, you know, just get out and just get some sunlight on his head because otherwise he just I know he's like a mushroom inside <laughs> in the dark oh,
1: I, no it's so true it's so true this is the problem with you know the this unhealthy environment this unhealthy social environment that we've all become accustomed to now it's just so normal for you know ch- from from children upwards and then as we you know evolve into adults as well to just be to accept being inside and to be accepting in a heated or an air Environment that's just yeah, not actually feeding our souls, our mind or our bodies at all <laughs> yeah. not at all
0: it's it's the same like you know when you've got a cold and stuff, like actually, I always find being outside is just so much nicer, like you can breathe better, the fresh air just helps, you know if you've got like sun yeah. stuff, and it's like like simple things that maybe we just don't always think about that um actually can just sort of you know help heal our bodies like fresh air sunshine fruit and vegetables herbs like
1: absolutely yeah absolutely anything as natural as possible you know nature and anything that we can access that's that's naturally derived is just it's always going to be a positive for for our bodies yeah absolutely
0: and I think you know as well just being outside um you know it just it makes you feel better mentally as well I you know when when I was like struggling with some health anxiety last year I went like just went off to the allotment for a few hours by myself and when I came back like Ray was like wow and I'm like what and he's like you were so much different from when you left here and I'm like I've had my hands in the dirt (laughs) No it's
1: so true I think it's so essential for like our emotional and mental health obviously our physical health it goes without saying but I just don't think people understand the importance of of being outside and feeling at one and just and just get like you said just getting fresh air and being able to think without you know being at home and reminders of what needs doing and work and chores and daily life and feeling fed up with anything and everything that goes on in our mind it's just so essential to get out it's just you know it's so amazing for stress management and yeah it's it's so underrated <laughs> so underrated everybody needs to get outside every day uh, definitely
0: yeah even just a walk just a small walk it just yeah. makes it just makes you feel so much better and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah just simple and actually really cheap ways of just maintaining your health it doesn't have to be anything fancy Oh
1: absolutely definitely I mean yesterday we were out for about six seven hours on on a wild garlic expedition but again it didn't cost a penny I mean we did stop in the pub for dinner after but yeah, you know, that was that was uh we'll keep that quiet but yeah no it's being out and it didn't it didn't cost a penny and everybody felt so amazing it was the first dry day that we've had in let's be honest weeks I know and it was like a little it was just like a little taster of spring and it was just glorious and and you know it didn't cost a penny you don't have to spend a fortune to just be outside and to feel better you re- i mean they're lovely when you have days like that out and yeah everybody loves it but you don't have to you really don't you know you can feel better about yourself for, for free essentially and just in just what surrounds us yeah you really
0: can that's excellent um so i wanted to talk to you as well about um like lots of different parts of natural living but um i wanted to talk about food and so what made you start looking into like the food that we eat what changes did you make and sort of where are you at now in terms of like food and health
1: yeah i suppose i always had a good start my mum's very health conscious and she's always ensured that we have always sort of thought about what what we're eating and putting into our bodies. so I, I had a good start um there but I suppose again when I had my diagnosis of endometriosis alongside this kidney issue and this interstitial cystitis which was my bladder condition I and I started going down the alternative route one of the first first things I researched actually was um and came across was an alkaline diet And I followed that for quite a few years, very strict. And um, it really eliminated so many of the symptoms that I was getting just by cutting out a variety of different foods. um, In this alkaline diet, included like nightshades, fatty foods, processed foods, sugars. um, And I really noticed a difference. And then once things calmed down a few years later, I managed to reintroduce some of those things in moderation um, without it causing too much of a problem. but then I moved on to like researching the benefits of um, eating organic food, free range, locally, um, local produce. And it kind of just has gone on from there. And I, and obviously, once you have your own kids, that sense of wanting to do the best you can and feed them the best you can is heightened. And I suppose it's just been a progressive journey over the last sort of, well, again, 15, 16 years, but especially since my kids have. Um, Obviously, we're on the weaning process. I mean, they're nearly eight and six now, so it's been a long time. And yeah, I've just I've just spent a lot of time researching food and the importance of us eating, basically fueling our body with what we need to to thrive. Um, and yeah, it's just again, it's just so important. But I think one of the biggest things I focus on, especially with my kids, I don't want them to be. I don't want them to have any food anxiety, and I do try and do everything in moderation, but ensuring that their main meals and um the you know the the lump of what they're eating every day is is gonna be fueling their body with goodness and everything they they need to to keep as healthy as possible really
0: yeah i I get that with you know with our children as well they're a bit younger than yours, but you know just trying to sort of encourage you know my daughter, she's four. And then my son, he's he's almost two. And so, you know, at stage where they can potentially be a little bit fussy with their food and, you know, just trying to sort of share with them. Like, you know, we don't have any like you've got to eat that before you have that, you know, it's just very sort of free flowing, but just more getting them to sort of understand like you know protein is really important that's the protein part of your dinner that's quite important you know to to help you and this is what this does and this is why we eat this and just sort of encourage them and you know remember that fussiness doesn't last forever yeah, <laughs> and- no, absolutely having like ebbs and flows with them as well and yeah just sort of like you say don't want don't want them to have any sort of like hang-ups over like food and anxiety around it or you know diet culture or anything like that and just try and sort of raise them so they know that these are the parts of the meal that are you know uh important for whatever reason yeah yeah absolutely
1: I completely agree about not doing anything in a re- like in a set way when it comes to eating I just tend to put you know my son loves he eats two eggs every day he's obsessive he's egg obsessed but also <laughs> he might have like a bite of a bite of his egg and then he'll have a bite, bite of banana or some strawberries and I kind of just leave it all on the table and they sort of graze throughout the morning they might eat some of their breakfast and then we'll do a little bit of work or we'll do some reading or whatever we might be doing that day and it's I think because they're, they're never rush to eat they they kind of enjoy their food whereas if I was rushing them they potentially might not they might skip that banana or skip the fruit because they're in a rush and they just want to have their toast or they want to have their pita bread or whatever they want to have But I think just because it's there and they know they can eat it in like you said in no set routine Um, and I think that's really important because sometimes you know I don't particularly want something savory at lunch I want something sweeter or you know I just don't think there needs to be any like set set menu really for each meal and as long as they're getting like you said they're getting their protein they're getting everything they need then i don't mind which way i don't
0: mind which order they eat it yeah, really it's all, all going to the same place isn't it
1: <laughs> exactly and it, it, you know as long as we're fueling them with the goodness it it doesn't it doesn't matter does it it doesn't matter yeah. what in what it, in what order I, they eat it
0: i think as well it could, can be like a little bit of an adult thing like um I wouldn't eat chicken and then eat banana straight next to it. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, yeah. that's just like an adult thing. Like it, kids yeah. don't care about that. They're like, I'll have a strawberry, then I'll have a Brussels sprout. I mean, my kids won't. Exactly. That, but yeah. they, you know, they <laughs> they just eat whatever. They don't care. So,
1: yeah. yeah it's just, just, to, just to get rid of that stigma surrounding, like you said, like this diet culture. And, you know, I just think as long as there's a healthy relationship with healthy food, then then that's fine, you know, obviously allergies are so, so, oh, so heightened right now, luckily my kids don't, don't actually have any allergies yet, but I think there's, there's so many kids I know that have, and I've got allergies myself, and there's so many kids I know that have that, you know, it hinders what they can and can't eat, and I just think, God, there's, there's so much stress and anxiety um, surrounding food um, lately, and it's just really important to try and just, like, ensure that our kids are just aware of what they should eat and that treats are okay every now and then um and you know just yeah just have a healthy attitude around food I think is so important going into like teenagers and adulthood especially
0: yeah definitely um so I suppose connected to all of that is about sourcing food or growing your own do you grow your own food or do you source it locally or a bit of
1: both yeah a bit of both to be honest we have over the last sort of seven years, I've definitely tried to be as, like, self-sustainable as possible. We grow a lot. I'm, I'm limited where I live at the minute because I have to pot grow everything. And I think you know from your balcony growing how difficult sometimes yeah. that can be. But we've managed, like, we have been thriving. Some years have been better than others purely down to just, like, weather conditions. But one of the most things I'm looking forward to about moving is just having a, a bigger garden, having more options for, um growing our own but yeah we've, we've always done it every year we sort of increase the increase in knowledge and increase in our like variety of what we grow which is amazing like my kids are so into it we so we um sowed some seeds last last week and they are just they know what to do now and you know they just do it and they enjoy watching them sprout and they enjoy watching the seedings and you know they really take interest in they really like they feel proud when it comes to harvesting that food knowing that they have they've grown that themselves and I think I never had that as a child and I think that is just so important to like instill that into our kids from a young young age yeah um, and I know obviously you've got your allotment and you did the same and I just think it's just so lovely for our kids to you know all the things that we've had to learn as adults surrounding that if they can grow up and they've already got this strong awareness of it and they kind of know what to do how amazing
0: yeah. And hopefully, you know, they're, because they're, they're already there with it, they'll, you know, it'll just be sort of a natural part of their life sort of growing and stuff. So, you know, I hope the same for for mine. We did planting some seeds recently, but I, because the weather's been so terrible and I, I'm about to put... The greenhouse up at the allotment if it ever stops raining for long enough <laughs> for me to actually do it so I haven't put anything outside yet um like I usually have like the outside the little outside greenhouse on my balcony but I had I wasn't going to put it up this year and um so it's just been like in my bathroom and my yeah. son he yeah. he is like there and he's like dig dig and I so I think he, this year he's going to be like trying to dig up all of my stuff at the apartment.
1: Ah, uh, he's gonna be so involved and again it's so yeah. lovely when they're that age to to not like to, to start getting into it yeah I think it's really special I've been the same I've not put anything outside all mine are in the downstairs toilet thriving right now <laughs> the wall. so I don't know why I've never done that sooner but yeah this this weather's definitely held us back let's I'm hope not- it's it, we get a good summer and we can harvest a lot
0: and and I know there are people that haven't even started started like doing seeds yet as well and like you know they'll catch up they always catch up. oh
1: yeah definitely the thing is if they hang fire and then they just plant they're just sowing straight outside then the weather gets better but it swings and roundabouts they all they all meet in the middle at the end of it don't they
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, at my house, we have them like sitting in the bath and everything. So, you want to have a bath in my house, you have to remove a significant amount of plants uh, before you have a bath. Everybody in so it, true. yeah, everyone in here yeah. stinks because they can't be bothered to move uh, uh, this stuff out of the bath.
1: They're like, nah, plants are more important.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've got a nice skylight in our bathroom. So, it's a nice, nice light. Every, all the plants are in
1: there. Who needs a bathroom anyway? You know, let's just have an eco shower, wait for it. We've had enough rain. Yeah. You should have enough bit in the water butts to uh yeah, sustain a shower for a few days. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. So sorry, just knocked something. Right. Oh, I
1: didn't I didn't answer your locally sourced bit either, actually, if you wanted me to. Oh yeah, yeah, go yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think yeah, locally sourced as well. Yeah, I find it I think it's really important to know like how many miles your food is travelling from from farm to plate or field to plate or wherever it's coming from. So yeah, really do try and source. A lot of my food locally. Obviously, the, the farm, the local farm, actually where we run the farm school, I try and um, utilise that as much as possible. They use um, locally reared meat, and um, there's a, a low another local farm that I get our raw milk from, and they do local honey in there as well. So I really do try to um, to source as much as our food locally as realistically possible and um, we forage a lot as well so i try and do that as local as possible and yeah i just think it's really important the less i can buy in the supermarkets the better i mean we have to be realistic but um yeah the less the better definitely
0: yeah that's how we work as well and we're trying to sort of um same as you really you know utilizing like the local farms as much as we possibly can and we've we've recently done some um ordering we ordered from like the ethical butcher they do like Mm -hmm. from regenerative regenerative Regenerative, Mm -hmm. regenerative farms and yeah so just try and um you know try and do our best where we can but like you say try and not use a supermarket but uh, logically it's not possible yes, yes. No, some
1: some things it's just not possible and you know I'm all for small, supporting small businesses and I do believe you you pay for what you get to get in in terms of meat and fresh vegetables and organic and everything else but when it comes to like household essentials and you know just a day-to-day basis sometimes you know, there's there's certain things you just, you need to, you need to pop to Lidl for, you know, you just need to.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're, you know, we're the same. I just finished doing my shopping order and it's like, I, I often think like, you know, I think there's like a sometimes a bit of a barrier when people shop locally they feel like you know it's it can be a little bit more expensive but like you say it's you know it's it's worthwhile if you're able to do it um you know because you do get what you pay for and you know a lot of the farms and stuff around here like with the same you know milk and and meat and you know fresh produce where we can and stuff you know we try and do our best but
1: definitely i think also since covid you know people should be more aware of supporting their local businesses and shopping local and you know not lining the the pockets of these huge companies who i think it's been proven just that you know there's no care for for us small people there so we definitely have to support our local you know if people want to visit farm shops they want to visit you know the local amenities you we have to support them because it 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 just won't be possible otherwise so even if you're just popping in for a dozen eggs and a loaf of bread you know if everybody did that it would be enough enough to keep a small shop going or a small farm shop so yeah it's definitely really important to to shop local
0: yeah absolutely and like uh, you know going to the supermarket these days one for one example there is never any eggs <laughs> but uh. there're always eggs at the farm shop so <laughs> I haven't bought eggs from a supermarket
1: in I can't tell you how many years. And actually, we've just hatched chicks. So finally, once we um, how i <laughs> Ticking that self sustainable box off will be complete. Um, but It'll yeah, to be looking, everybody... knocking on your door for <laughs> eggs. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, the more the merrier. Yeah, you'll be welcome to them. Ellis has two to four a day, so you'll have to fight him for them. But yeah, <laughs> I know everybody's been saying about this lack of eggs in the supermarket, and I just think, oh, I haven't bought like caged hen eggs in honestly, yeah. I can't tell you how many years. So, in fact, if I couldn't get a free range organic eggs, I just, I wouldn't, I just actually yeah. wouldn't eat. Honest with you, I just wouldn't get yeah, so I think it's actually doing people a favor because you know it's not good anyway to, to be supporting caged hens, so
0: I'm glad they can't be getting them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was just in the supermarket the other day getting something else and just walked past like the eggs and Yeah, the um, eggs. It's a couple of times I've walked past the the cuz we always get our eggs from the farm. Um mm. but yeah, just walking past. I I was just like there are like, there are no eggs on these shelves, just a handful. And I like, I know the eggs at the moment um you know because the chickens have to be kept Yeah, flock down. Yeah, so I know they're all labeled even the free like free range Mm. stuff is labeled barn eggs at the moment as well so yeah it's just difficult but yeah you know there's there's plenty of eggs at the farm shop every time I go (laughs)
1: yeah yeah I know you do have to question that sometimes don't you yeah
0: (laughs) um we did touch on it but um I wanted to sort of come back around to we were talking about like cleaning products and and stuff when we were talking about mm-hmm. we get from the supermarket do you clean with chemicals or is it something that you try and move away from have you found like, more natural ways of cleaning
1: yeah it's definitely
0: something I've moved away
1: from I mean there's still a lot of things I I could improve on you know sometimes I, I, I'm i washing up and I think oh should I have bought this you know washing up liquid from from Lidl's but there's a lot of things that I have changed over the years again especially since having kids um realizing how many products contain um carcinogenics is absolutely astonishing like especially like uh home plugins and room sprays like the toxic Toxicity level is ridiculous, so oh, I've definitely crazy. moved away from products like that. I love a scent as well, me, but I definitely now use like only organic, most mainly like essential oil-based natural scents. Um, the same with beauty products as well. And I'm a Tropic ambassador, so like since working for them a couple of years and trying some of that, some of their um, different products that I wouldn't have used before, like hand wash, and I've really noticed a difference, and I've really noticed how. Some products I just didn't even look at the ingredients of, no, and no, it's no. um yeah, it's pretty crazy the chemicals that are in things that you would not even assume, especially child like children's products on the market. You I would no, assume no. because some of the well-known brands you know rave about being so health conscious and you know brilliant for this and this and dry skin and la la la. You'd assume that they are you know mainly natural base but but they're not and it is it's actually really shocking when you read the ingredients on I know
0: yeah it. you know it will say things like you know this is that natural natural skincare or for kids or whatever and when you look into it it's like got 15 ingredients and you're like yeah I can't pronounce any of them that doesn't sound very natural to me so
1: It, it is crazy like the toxicity level in so many products is yeah it's unreal especially like I said especially the children ones maybe I've noticed that more because I pick them up um more and have a look but I I don't tend to buy anything like off the shelves in supermarkets or mainstream stores anymore because you just can't
0: find anything that actually claims to be natural and is natural one of the things that that we definitely do is like we've tried to move away the same move away from things where we can um. and I think it's it's just like a process there are some things that I still use like one thing that I have had on my agenda I'm like I'm gonna make my own dishwasher tablets and I think I said oh, yeah. a year ago and I've just ordered some more dishwasher tablets because I haven't quite got around to it so there are you know we've changed like we have changed our washing up liquid and like hand soap um like mate I generally try and make it where I can um and then you know there are some things that you know I still do dishwasher tablets are still dishwasher tablets in my house Yeah. Yeah. you know I make my own cleaning sprays and that works quite well but
1: yeah it's just It's just a balance. There, there is there is so many easy swaps that once you've done them, you'd like you know like a natural descaler, for example. Once you've done it, you don't think twice. And like you said, with it's so easy to make your own cleaning sprays. You don't need products filled with chemicals. I think more companies are coming around to the fact that people, you know, they 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 want a less toxic um, environment in their home now. Um, and there are more products, but sometimes ultimately the cost difference between the products is so vast that it makes it, it makes it like it's just unaffordable for so many people. Yes. The same, the same as food produce, you know, the difference between buying an organic cucumber and a non organic cucumber is ridiculous if you're buying like me, like 10 a week yes. <laughs> without, and you know, it's a shame that what we should be doing and what was always done previous which was just organic food there was no other choice and and now because we're choosing that we don't want our food covered in pesticides we have to pay the price and it is the same with trying to live a natural way in in most circumstances and most choices that we have to make there it does come at a cost sadly
0: yeah absolutely and uh, you know I've said that um as well before like we I think we all because of the extra cost, it almost, you know, it completely excludes like groups of people who just cannot afford it. And therefore it's like, you know, being healthy is not something you that should only happen if you have money and it's like I've said before about completely off subject but about breastfeeding to be able to um to breastfeed successfully for me I had to pay for a lactation consultant privately it shouldn't Mm. be that you have a certain level of wealth to be able to access some of these fundamental things for Mm. our health and the health of our children as well and so absolutely yeah yeah it just it's just I don't know it's just it just excludes very large groups of people and you know like the cost of food anyway is astronomical and it's yeah it's just you know to then be purchasing organic on top it takes much more of a commitment and like we've found as well that you know when we've ordered from like when we ordered from the ethical butcher that comes at a much higher cost than if we were purchasing from the supermarket and the same you know with the farm and everything and it's yeah it's just inaccessible to many people and yeah it just gets my goat a little bit because it's it's like well you know these things are like fundamentals for our survival you know food mm-hmm. and it's inaccessible for people for some people to even attempt to eat a healthy diet yeah yeah 100
1: percent, absolutely agree I've had so many conversations with people over the years about you know so so many different topics but mainly about diseases or chronic illnesses and you know I'll say oh have you tried xyz whether that would be Um, you know like seeing a homeopath seeing a naturopath buying you know alternative medicine instead of just paying I couldn't actually tell you what a prescription is now but um, I think it's around £10 mark for an NHS prescription but you know I might suggest something um and a, a name of a, of a product to try and it, it may be 30 pounds for example and people just that you know they either can't afford it um which is obviously understandable or they just don't have the faith to try a different route and it's such a shame that it you know it, it is down to the cost you know if I, most people that I speak to that have some sort of Disease or, or, or illness or ailment, and I I'm, I say you know oh, oh gosh you, should, you would so benefit from seeing a homeopath you really would, and it doesn't the, the idea doesn't even stick in their mind for longer than three seconds because they know that that will come at a cost. But then at what point does our health become the point that we should be focusing on? At what point do we say okay enough's enough now? And I if I don't take my health back into my own hands and take a different route, who will? At the end of the day, we're just a number when it comes to, to um, you know, to the NHS or to, to, you know, calling up the GP. And people will say to me that they've spent like two hours trying to get through I to know. the GP I think like, wow, does that not make you question? Maybe I should, you know, it's not just about going private, but maybe you should seek some sort of alternative natural option. There's so many different routes out there, but yeah, it's so really? hard. I think, it, unfortunately, sometimes it takes you know something really serious or uh, you know so, something dramatic to happen to make you realize that you need to start looking and then once you do it's just a rabbit hole you'll never come back out of you there's yeah. no going back mainly because we feel so much better you know, people don't go down this natural way of living and think, oh, I feel absolutely awful. I am go- yeah. i can't wait to go back to taking farmers and I can't wait to use chemicals in my home and, you know, feed my children full of sugar and, and E-numbers. It just doesn't happen, which is why it's just always a slow, progressive journey for for everybody. And by the time you speak to them, if they've been doing this way of living for, like us, like over 10, 15 years, there's, there's no going back. There's no going back. So... It's just um, a shame it takes some people so long to start making those small changes.
0: Yeah, and I think as well, you know, um, I think because our society is so sort of conditioned in its sort of format that, you know, people like me and you even talking about this, people be like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, some people will skip past this because I think a lot of people
1: they want to make that change, but they don't know where to start. And that's where some people, you know, I've done posts on it my, on my own social media and the questions I get the most is, what shall I start with? How can I start? I just feel so overwhelmed, so unwell, or I'm on so many medications, which one do I switch out first? Um, and it's, yeah, I think it's sometimes they'd rather just pretend that there isn't any other option because it's just the easy option, but ultimately it's not the easy option. Um, and it's not the best option for your health at all.
0: Yeah, and and like you said, you know, at what point do we start like prioritizing our health? Because mm. you know, once if we don't have our health, then we don't really have much else. You know, no,
1: no. it's it, cheesy, but our health is our wealth. In it the day. is,
0: and once you become a
1: mother or a parent, um, or you have children around you that are your priority, you know, their health is your wealth. And then you've it's a that's a whole that's a whole nother dimension when you have more people's health to think about as well. You know, that's just yeah, that if if that doesn't make you want to change, then then nothing
0: will really, will it? Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. are there are there any other sort of ways you would say you embrace a more natural lifestyle for your family?
1: Um, I definitely think our choice to home educate goes hand in hand with living a more natural um, way of life. I think um, just the fact that, you know, without going too much into the education side of it, I think even just the fact that my children can listen to their body and what their bodies need when it comes to, you know, sleeping and eating and resting and their emotions and their basic toilet needs even, I just think, I don't think I'd be able to send them to school and not successfully live this way of life i'm sure i i I, there's certain things that I, i would be able to do successfully but i just don't think it would go it wouldn't go as smooth and flow as well as it does now so i definitely definitely think um the choice of home educate has been the right one for us um i think moving to a more rural area um will definitely be a, a pro moving forward for us in this sort of natural way of living just becoming even more self-sustainable with our food and the chickens and the land it's definitely something we've waited like 10 years to do um and just alongside that I mean I'm doing a homeopathy course at the minute so that's been like a real eye-opener um I thought I knew a lot about it anyway but this has definitely opened my eyes more um and just I think also having like a very mindful way of living I'm quite spiritual and you know I meditate daily I think all these different steps just it's like a underneath the umbrella of a natural living um and it just works well all those points just work really well for us definitely
0: oh that's yeah that sounds wonderful and I agree all of those things like you know pretty much so much of what you were saying I was like yeah. I do that (laughs) I want to do that like you know it's our goal when we're able to move to be able to move you know and you know have a bit more land around us and you know we've just got we're we're just in the waiting phase of that at the moment and so yeah it'd be really exciting to follow you as you sort of as your life changes a little bit in in that respect so that'll be and now the chickens as well
1: I know you have to come up. I just think we've been in that waiting game so like I, I totally understand where you're coming from and at lockdown I just feel like the whole COVID situation was just putting us further and further back financially and you know with our businesses and and everything just moving now has become it's so stressful now to 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 be a homeowner or to to try and move. They've, they've made it so difficult. I mean, the rates again have just jumped up, but yeah. ultimately, you know, you, you will, the same as we have, make sacrifices to get where you want to be, whether that takes a year, two years, five years, or like us, 10 years. So yeah, when the time's right and it's meant to be, it definitely, definitely will.
0: Yeah. And I, I think you, like you said something really important. Like, you know, like we do in our life, we make sacrifices. I often think that around home education and stuff and I know me and you are going to come back together and do an episode about home education but I think as well like some something I get questioned a lot on is like when it comes to home education which I agree with you it is sort of part of our natural slow lifestyle and I think that's you know it just all goes hand in hand but something I you know I people question a lot is like oh like how could you like how could you do it and I'm like well you know it's just We make sacrifices to do it. We make sacrifices in terms of, you know, we're not a two-income family. And Mm -hmm. we make sacrifices around that. Because we're not a two-income family, we only have one car. Uh, We only really need one car. But, you know, we make the sacrifices where we need to and what works for us so that we can live the kind of life that we want to live rather than, you know, we could just... Go out to work and drive two cars, and the kids could go to school. But that's not that's not the setup we want for ourselves. So, yeah, Absolutely. it's still about sacrifice and and what works for each individual family. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I get that. I ask that question on a weekly basis. Like,
1: oh, how could you? Whether it be surrounding home education or the. The, the way we spend our days or the way you know even down to the food we eat or where we shop or anything like I'm just the question I get all the time is oh how could you and I my reply is always well how could you not yeah you know, yes. and that and that is my reply to everything because I just couldn't imagine doing life the opposite way to how I'm doing it it would just be so untrue to who I am as a person who we are as a family I don't think I'll be doing right by my kids. So yeah, I suppose the question when we're faced it, I just re- reflect that right back, and I just I just always think how how could you not? But again, ultimately, everybody's different, and I think by taking small steps, eventually they become these like big ginormous steps, and the, and then you get to where like you and I are today. Um, yeah, and hopefully some people will listen to this and think oh I'm going to make a small change or I'd like to try that because even just trying it is just such a big step forward
0: yeah and those small little changes like you say they they add up and then eventually you look back and you're like I do things really differently now and you know at the time it seems like oh I'm just gonna make my own antibacterial cleaning spray and Mm. it seems so minor and it doesn't have any sort of ripple effect on anything else but you know when you look back and then you realize like oh actually we've achieved quite a lot in in these years that we've been living this way and we actually are much more intentional with the way we do things.
1: Yeah absolutely and no decision has to be permanent and I think that's what's got me through the last 19 years of my life it's just been nothing has to be permanent you know I can come off these prophylactic antibiotics and if I don't feel better I can go back on them and then you know the next step with you know our home life and how we how how we work in our home and then with our children and then our children's education and I think the knowledge that nothing has to be permanent and we can make changes at any time that we want to do you know be in control of our life is so important to remember now
0: no it's it, exactly like I'm just like yes <laughs> it's yeah exactly um you know that's it, that's how how we feel about things and yeah it's it's honestly been so good to talk to you and I know yes. we probably talk all night. <laughs> oh I know I love it I do you know what? I love talking about topics that
1: like when especially I love talking when people don't know about it and you can kind of like not influence them but you can kind of like open their eyes and they're like oh I never knew that or you know I've had people say to me oh I didn't know I could like legally homeschool my kids and I'm like wow where have you been living but the same goes for like any natural way of living and I'm still learning like I've seen things on your posts I'm like oh yeah you know I never would have thought that or that's brilliant and every day I'm learning something new so it's just so nice when you can chat to people and, and they and they get it and you sort of like you know you you just yeah it's it's so good i love it i can't wait to talk about obviously the home ed one as well we're gonna have so much to talk about on that that's gonna be brilliant
0: absolutely well thank you so much for coming on and can you like tell the listeners of the podcast where they can connect with you online where they can find you all of that good stuff yeah of course i'm
1: quite basic really i am on instagram um i connect with everybody via that and my insta handle is home ed hopes
0: Excellent I will also put the link in the notes to this as well so Amazing. Thank, thank you so much for coming on and we will speak in the future about yeah and definitely. I will see you and I will see you at
1: farm school <laughs> Amazing. if I don't see you just before I'll see you there yeah thanks Amy it's been a pleasure yeah.
0: Oh my goodness, guys, I just had the best time recording that episode with Roseanne. It was so much fun, so insightful, and yeah, it's just great to chat to people who are, you know, living a very similar way to you or have, you know, very similar thoughts and beliefs and just do life. a similar way it's really really nice to get into these subjects together so i hope you enjoyed it i had a great time and i hope you enjoyed listening to it like i said i am going to put all of the information in the notes so you can go over to instagram and follow roseanne there she is home ed hopes but like i said the link will be below so you can just click through and follow her definitely check her out her account is amazing and she shares lots about her life how she lives her her daily life natural living and yeah just go and follow her that is my tip of the day and as always you can find me on instagram i'm there at life on plot 44 you can find me on the blog the slow so until next time guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode and like i said i hope you enjoyed it just as much as i did so until next time guys i will catch you in the next episode